This is the Investor Mindset Podcast, and I'm Stephen Pesavento. For as long as I can remember, I've been obsessed with understanding how we can think better, how we can be better, and how we can do better. And each episode, we explore lessons on motivation and mindset from the most successful real estate investors and entrepreneurs in the nation. All right, guys, welcome back to the Investor Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Pesavento, and each week we share mindset tips and real estate investing strategies to help you take your business and your investment portfolio to the next level. And today I've got Mike. Okay, Mike, how do I say your name? It's Sirocco, but that's why my friends call me Steerock, Stephen. Sirocco, perfect. <laughs> Let me get you. Uh, I got Mike Sirocco in the studio. How are you doing, Mike? Doing great, brother. Thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. I always start every interview with gratitude, man, because it's just awesome that I get the opportunity to come on, you know, uh, podcasts or other shows and just share, uh, share my knowledge, man. I appreciate that. That was something we both, we both carry. And, you know, one of our mentors, uh, uh, Mr. Dave Melser also is a big believer in. So grateful to, uh, to have you on. And for those of you who don't know, Mike Searock, he is uh, an author, a podcaster, and a, a prolific entrepreneur in a lot of different spaces, but he's on a mission to help make people's life better. So we're going to talk a little bit about what that mission is, but let me dive into a lot of things on the mindset front about how you can grow and make these shifts and changes so that you can really start operating at the highest level. Because at the end of the day, all the money we create, all the investments that we make, they've all got to go to living a better life. But it doesn't matter if we're not you know, ourselves growing. So with that said, before we dive into all those good things, Mike, tell me, why don't we start out by taking a look back at earlier in your life, what events or influences from your childhood shaped who you are today? Man, great question. So look, I came from a broken family. Uh, I don't remember my parents together. I was always around broken people, alcohol, drug addicts, anxiety, depression, uh, suicide, abuse, fighting, I mean, I just remember this is all the stuff that I always saw. And I always remember being around people that would always have a story to tell of why they were being the way they were or why they were the way they were. And I never bought any of the BS, man. For some reason, I, as a young kid, I just never believed it. Like, and I would call them out on it. And I, I realized at a young age somehow that whatever story you told yourself is what you were going to get. So with that being the case, I understood that I was controlling my future from a young, young age. And you know, I was moving in, uh, it was about eight. I was living with my mom and she was moving on to her third marriage. And I decided, uh, I'm not going to try to learn another man's rules and move into another man's house. Let me go to my dad's house and give it a shot. And he happened to be on his third marriage and, uh, or no, his second marriage. And I was, uh, I didn't really know my stepmom that much. You know, I just moved in with her. My mom let me go without a fight, broke her heart. She told me later. And I went there and for the first couple months, it was fine. But all of a sudden there was some kind of conflict going on with my mom and my stepmom and my dad. And my stepmom didn't like my mom, of course. And she didn't like my dad's side of the family. And it was just like, and it, and it all poured down on us kids. And so for a period of time, I used to think it was normal. Like, this is just what we deal with here. Like this is ordinary. But then I soon realized that because I would go to other people's houses, my friends and see their families. I soon realized this isn't normal. And I have a choice. I don't need to live in this environment. So I told my mom what was going on. She lost it. She, and she's like, you don't need to be in that situation. Nobody deserves to live in that. I'm going to get you out of there. And I'm going to go file court papers. But if I do this, 
you have to stick to your guns because you can't leave me out hanging out to dry on a limb. If I go to the courts, it's serious. And your parent, your, your, your dad and stepmom, they're going to try to talk you out of it. And in life, when you believe in something and you're committed to something, you got to be prepared to stick to your guns because people will try to talk you out of things subconsciously even. And mm-hmm. so I just remember that lesson. So eventually my mom had those papers served and I came home from school one day and the tension in the house was like just thick. Like you could tell something was up. Right. And I already walked on eggshells as it was in that household. So it was like, it was bad. Mm-hmm. So I saw my dad and uh, he's my hero. Like this, this a lot of guys uh, had their dads as their hero. And my dad had his own masonry business, brick, block, concrete, stucco, all that stuff. And, and I always looked up to him for how hard of a worker he was. And his big forearms and rough hands. And I knew, I knew he was a hard worker. Like everybody could tell, you know, by, by shaking his hand. And uh, us Italians generally don't carry wallets. We carry ru- like wads of money. <laughs> and my dad used to carry a, like a wad with a rubber band around it. And he used to flash $100 bills at us all the time. And I, I, I always looked up to him for that, man. I just, I always wanted money because of that too. So mm-hmm. he came back and confronted me about those court papers. He said, it says here, you want to move back with your mom. I can't figure this out because you got everything you need here. Your mom has no money. She's got men coming in and out of the house every week. Like, why, why would you want to move into that house? Like, why would you do that? Like, you got everything you need here. And he was in, like really in denial about the abuse that was going on. And I just stuck to my guns and didn't get in discussion with him. And he said, okay. So he took that wide $100 bills out he carried with him all the time, peeled one off, crumpled it up and threw it at me. I said, here, you're going to need this when you're living on the streets with your mother one day. And uh, that moment, the first thing that went through my head, like, oh, my God, what bomb did I set off? Like, that, that's the first thing I thought, like, what did I do? And it's so weird, man. And you're, I'm in an abusive situation here. I'm thinking I, I did something wrong. You know, it's just mm-hmm. a crazy dynamic when you're, when you're in an abusive scenario. But mm-hmm. right after that, though, really quickly, I, I had this thing like, dude, I'm not going to need that money. And, and I just knew, like, that was a spark that was lit that was going to, like, fire me up for a while. And 30 some years I drove off of that. Honestly, 30 some years, I used to like want to prove my dad wrong. I wasn't going to let him win everything that I would do work, school, sports, anything, man. I had to make sure. Cause I always felt like he was watching, even though he wasn't there that I was not going to let him win. And uh, I started to realize in life, what I was doing, Steven, as I was taking everything that would come my way mm-hmm. that would stop or slow a normal person down because a normal person stores it in their trunk. I stored in my tank so that I can convert it into rocket fuel and become unstoppable. And so it's pretty, pretty powerful stuff. And I, that's, that's a little background on me, man. Uh, at, from, at, from what, at what I, I love that. And thanks for sharing that with us because I can relate a lot to it. I had a, some interesting uh, upbringings uh, that was, there's a lot of parallels. What I'm curious about is at what point did you realize that all that negativity that was driving you, was also part of something that was holding you back from having that true happiness and fulfillment that, you know, you deserve. Well, I think that subconsciously I was doing this, like I'd always have this thing and I didn't really understand it, but I would just make sure that I would not lose. Like I would, I have to go after it, man, no matter what, because mm-hmm. I can't let him win. And I, and then about three years ago, I started to realize, wait a minute, what is this thing? And I, I realized in life, though, that if you really remove everything that stops or slows you down, like really understand proactively, this is a proactive approach, that if you take that stuff and use it to learn or use it as fuel, you can't be stopped achieving something until you're plucked from this planet, until you're gone. And so once I realized that, and I'm like, okay, wait a minute, though, 
as I refine my engine, by the way, that's when I wrote the book, Rocket Fuel. I talked about this book, Rock, Rocket Fuel, best-selling book. Before, before I was even finished, I pre-marketed the book. I talked about it all the time and it became a best-selling uh, selling book on the first day. I, I started to realize though, after I published the book, that once you refine your engine and you're able to, to remove your lid and you can see dreams and goals so big, that becomes your fuel. That's a higher octane fuel than that old mm-hmm. toxicity toxicity mm-hmm. stuff. And so I started to realize like, that's, that's the key. Everybody's got to go through that first part where they take everything's toxic mm-hmm. and use it first. And then there's some kind of line that you cross. I don't know what that line is exactly, but you go past this line and you don't use that stuff anymore. And you start using your dreams and goals. And that's where I am now. And that's where I, I take people to that point of above and beyond that people can watch my free content. I put out all over the place. I'm an animal with content. That's for people in free. I push it out for free. I actually pay for, for, for a lot of it. Um, but that's free for people to get to that, that line. Once they get to that line, they want to go really far and they're starting to really, that's when I work with people. Yeah. No, well, I think it's, it's a huge shift. And that's the reason I want to ask you that question is because going from that place of being fueled by negativity, being fueled by that thing that you don't want, it's always in the back of your mind, meaning you're thinking about it and therefore you're manifesting it in some ways. But when you use that, you might end up having that success or that achievement, but there's always something that's missing. And usually when I'm talking with high performers, what I've noticed is they've shifted over. They've ended up being able to look forward and what they want and focus their energy there. So I think that's beautiful. And so what I'm curious about is from your perspective, what does it take and how does one live with a high performance mindset? What's it take? Well, I always go off of my three C's, man. I I stick with this and it's very simple for me. Um, I talk about rocket fuel a lot, but I don't get into rocket science. So I keep things simple. First and foremost, clarity of what you want and being really vivid with that, like that image. Uh, I learned a vivid vision statements from my friend, Cameron Harold, who's a uh, uh, scale business scaling specialist, operations specialist. And he talks about vivid vision. And I really believe your imagination is where everything starts. So I get this like vision in my head. I get it out of my head as fast as possible by talking about it all the time and writing it down. And then from there, deciding and committing that that's what I want to go after. So that's the second C is committing. And to the level of your commitment will determine your success in going after that, that crazy vision. By the way, when you're talking about clarity, anytime you're talking about clarity on a vision, that vision's got to be monstrous because we have no idea what our potential is. And so since we have no idea what our real true potential is, and we can't really judge the past because that'll limit you so much, you have to take all limitations off. And in a perfect situation, what would that clear picture be? Then you commit all in commit, like nobody's business, like not one foot in one foot out. Like you got to be all butt cheeks in man, everything. And not when, uh, not just sometimes or when people are looking, but when, when nobody's there, you still got to be committed and do what you need to do. Then from there it's consistency. And it's just like anything, man, like you, these little things you do every single day that are boring, that you get tired of, you don't feel like doing gets tough. Just those little consistent actions. And then when, a year from now, you don't even recognize yourself. And then one final thing with those consistent actions, which I learned from Price Pritchett from U Squared, the book U Squared, is you got to be open to quantum leaps. Like it's okay to go after onesie twosies, like flipping houses, onesie twosies, right? 
but you got to be open to multiples and that's it. You got multifamily residences, right? You're, now you're not going after one door. You're going after hundreds of doors. You got to be open to multiple or big leaps in your life too. Because if you're not, and you're just going after onesie twosies and you don't open yourself up to that again, you're limiting yourself to the life that you deserve. Yeah. It's such a big realization. Everything starts with clarity. Everything starts with knowing what you want and why you want it. If you don't start there, you're going to end up getting something that's outside of what you want. You're going to let other people determine what it is that they want, and you're going to end up being uh, the deliverer of that. So I think that's a beautiful place, which is surprising because it's so simple, yet so few people are actively getting to that point of clarity over and over. Well, you know why? It's a it's another C word, Okay. Lack of control, right? Lack of control will lead to chaos. <laughs> another, I think that's, yeah, chaos. See, another C word. And then confusion, another C word. Like you could do everything with C words, which is cool because my, my, my last name starts to say C-Rock. Everything with C words, right? If you're out of control and you're under control by somebody else, because you're going to be controlled by something. It's either yourself or under control by someone else. And most people are controlled by the media and their environment, the people that they hang around with. But that leads to chaos and confusion. And when you have chaos and confusion, it's impossible to be clear and or successful. So a champion, <laughs> no C word. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. I can appreciate that. So what do you think, in your opinion, Mike, what holds most people back from getting what they want and from taking the action they need to get there? What's holding most people back is they don't think big enough. Like they don't get excited about what they're shooting for. Or before that, even uh, this is important too. Most people don't even know what they want. Let's face it. 95% of people, probably, if you ask the question in a perfect world, what would you want in your life? What's your ideal life? They, they'd have to think about it really hard because they haven't done it yet. But beyond that, when they do, they don't think big enough. And when you don't think big enough, you don't get excited enough to do what it takes to get to, 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 to having that life of your dreams. But what I found out in my life is also is that people don't know the granular step-by-step process to achieve certain things. They don't know where to go. And if they do go to Google or YouTube or courses, they get confused. You cannot have success when there's confusion. So I realized this in my life when I wanted something, I would go out and get it because I'm so persistent, but I would cost myself time, money, relationships, health, and, but I would still get it. It would just cost all that stuff. And instead of complaining and being regretful, I started thinking in my life, what if I was able to have the step-by-step process to achieve all the things I wanted to in my life? And I said, what if we created a marketplace where we could bring experts and creators in to provide step-by-step guides to achieve different categories, different, different goals, and provide that to people to go and buy so it's very clear and, and apparent and easy to follow to achieve things. And that's why, like I said, this is a great segue into Blueprinted which is a platform, a new tech platform that we created uh, that's getting ready to launch very soon. I'm very excited about to uh, help people really get what they want. Like if you want to learn how to qualify your first real estate deal, guess what? There's going to be a blueprint in there for that. Grant Cardone's a co-founder in this company with me, and he's put his first blueprint in there on how to qualify your first real estate deal. So Hmm. that's just an example. Yeah, that's great. So I obviously you want to have the blueprint. You want to know what steps you're going to need to take. You're going to need to go take action on that. But I'm curious, Mike, personally in your life, what impact have coaches made or mentors or other people who've already been down this path and can help, you know, ask the right questions to, to get you where you want to go? 
Well, first of all, picking the right mentor or coach is important and not having too many because uh, they've been impactful to me, but I've also been in a situation where I've had too many and they would contradict each other. Mm. And also I've had coaches or mentors that are too high level, just theory based instead of actionable steps. Mm-hmm. So the ones I've had though, very important. And Grant Cardone is a mentor of mine. Um, I've paid attention to Dave Meltzer as well, like you mentioned earlier. Um, but I immersed myself in Grant Cardone's content when I first read the 10X rule mm-hmm. because I could relate to him. You know, his story was similar to mine as far as going through a phase of, you know, partying and doing just being off track, but being mm-hmm. obsessed mm-hmm. and also being in a situation where you feel like you're the crazy one because you're obsessed about something when actually everybody else are the ones that are crazy. <laughs> and so I've, I, I connected with that, that thought process. And so when I immerse myself into his, that's what I do, by the way, I immerse myself when I'm onto something, it's all in, like I swim in the Kool-Aid, I don't drink it. And uh, it's been imperative because if you look at my journey over the last three years, I've gone so far based on just following and immersing myself in, 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 you know, Grant's world. So. Yeah. I think that's beautiful because there's this idea where obsession can actually be such a powerful tool that when you find something and you align with the right people, the right ideas, the right concepts, the right niches, whatever those things are for you. In this case, it's Grant Cardone. When you align with that and then you dive deep and you go in so deep that you're going to understand everything that this person is putting out you're going to start absorbing that. That's going to end up starting to guide you down that path. You're essentially taking the code of Grant's mind or some of the strategies or mindsets that he has, and you start making them your own. You start using those in your own life and you actually start seeing some of those outcomes start happening for you within your world. And Grant is a genius when it comes to marketing, when it comes to reaching people, when it comes to using media in order to perpetuate his message. And so what an amazing person to be able to learn business from and be able to uh, move forward in your own world, whether or not you agree with everything Grant does. That's one of the beautiful things that he is uh, very good at is polarizing people. Um, It's a beautiful thing to use. And so I'm so glad you brought that up because I think a lot of people end up thinking obsession can be a bad thing. It sure can. But when you use that addiction in something that is actually going to put you in the right direction, it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's the wrong thing on the wrong thing and the right thing on the right thing. And, and mm-hmm. by the way, like who, who out there does anybody agree with hundred percent of the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's not one human on this planet that has everybody agreeing with everything they do. And, uh, and there's no human on this planet that's perfect. So, you know, like you got to pick and choose who aligns with you and who you agree with most. But one thing I'll tell you, when I first started doing this mentorship journey, at first you take their content and then you're reciting it all the time. Mm -hmm. And one thing that concerned me was like, I don't want to recite somebody else's content all the time. Mm -hmm. So in order to protect myself, what I did was I signed up to be a Cardone licensee just so that I could present and teach his content without getting in trouble with them because I didn't want to do that. I wasn't And be clear that it's not my content. Mm -hmm. And I asked Grant one time about this. I'm like, like, I love what you're talking about. But at the end of the day, I don't want to repeat what you're talking about because I want to be C-Rock, but I want to learn from you. And they said, and, and I've heard from him and, and another coach I had, look, stay on what you're doing, keep doing it. And eventually you're going to start intertwining this into your life and you'll be able to frame it your, with your personality and your life. And that's what's happened. And so now 
I've always been C-Rock, Mike C-Rock, right? But now I'm having my own content, framing it my own way because look, there's nothing new out there. There's no new content out there. It's just how people frame it. And so I was concerned with that at first uh, as I was learning to be a speaker, podcaster, coach. But now, like you said, you start to absorb it and then you start to implement it and look past in your past and see how those principles have helped you be successful. And when you didn't use those principles, how you failed, and then you start learning that way. And uh, yeah, so it's a, it's a fun, fun journey, man. I think it's a, it's a beautiful journey and it's, it's a great thing to recognize that people are going to be attracted to you based on your own individual uh, energy and persona and, and who you are authentically. And at the end of the day, people are going to be attracted to you for a different reason than Grant and Grant uh, versus Steven and Steven versus Grant for all different reasons. And when you can kind of recognize that most of the content that is out there has been repackaged, but when you're repackaging it and you're the one delivering it, it can come out with such a different impact than it had when it was coming from somebody else. And so I think that's such a great reminder. And for those people who are listening to ask themselves, well, you know, Hey, how can I apply this within my own life? How can I share these lessons that I'm learning from these other people? Because all we're looking to do, I know, I know C-Rock, this is, you know, one of your end goals is you just want to make people's lives uh, better. You want to be able to inspire other people to go and do big things. And, you know, I have the same kind of goals and dreams myself, and, and I'm on my own journey doing that. So uh, what I'm curious is from your perspective, as a coach, as somebody who coaches others, somebody who works with coaches, um, what have you found to be one of the best ways to understand, Hey, is this person going to be the right coach for me? Well, I think it's establishing your core values and, and what your mission is. Um, first, I think that's very important because what'll happen if you aren't clear with your mission and core values, you're going to be affected and living off of someone else's because somebody out there is going to have their own and it's going to impact you. So having your clear mission, clear core values, non-negotiables, and then making sure whoever you coach or mentor from aligns with that and also aligns with where you want to be like that, that coach or mentor should be on the journey to where you want to go. They don't have to be at the end. Like like to me, I don't want to coach or mentor that that's my end goal. I want to go past them. So it should be like a milestone on the way towards where you really want to go. Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's such great advice. What would you want to share with folks before we part ways for the day? What last advice around living with a high performance mindset do you want to share? Yeah. I mean, I think that all of us need to understand that we, no matter where you are, how old, how young, what, what industry you're in, what you've accomplished and what you haven't, all of us should be playing a bigger game than we're playing right now. Like every single person can, can stretch more, do more, capable of more. You just don't know it. And so if you're listening to me right now, just think about this for a second. Like think about how much more you should be doing or, or set your sights on something bigger than what you're doing now, because you deserve it. One, you owe it to other people that, that will depend on you and will be affected by you playing a bigger game. And that's very important to understand. So a lot of people think it's just about them and that maybe they're just their family. Like the multiples that are affected by decisions that we make is unbelievable. Uh, I was talking to my team in the mortgage industry the other day about a decision that they make and how it affects everybody on their team. Like we have little pods inside of our company, how it affects those little, those people. Then it affects their family. Then it affects everybody else in the company and then our customers and then their families. It's like it spreads out so fast, like a virus, like in a good way or a bad way. 
And so uh, that's when I'm talking about this, it's that important because it affects you. You can really track everything to everybody on this planet by a decision that you make. Yeah. I think that's such great advice. Well, uh, Mike, how can people get in touch with you if they're interested? Yeah. So if you're interested in blueprinted, which is really the focus right now, blueprinted is the platform of the marketplace of, uh, uh, how to do things, uh, guides, go to blueprinted.com forward slash VIP. That's B L O O printed. It's spelled differently than the color blueprinted.com forward slash VIP. And then I'm on clubhouse, Instagram, LinkedIn, everywhere, man. Like I made it very easy to find me. So, uh, Mikey C rock is where my, my username is usually on those platforms. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. And to all the audience, uh, you know, appreciate you guys listening, but ask yourself the question, what can you do with all this information you just learned? What's one thing you can take away and how can you apply it in your life today? So thanks. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, Steve. Thank you for listening to the Investor Mindset Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Head over to theinvestormindset.com to join the Insider Club, where we share tools and strategies from the top investors and entrepreneurs on how to take it to the next level.